Well, good morning. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm glad to see that you're here. Let me start with an apology from last week. So, we're in the car, we're driving. We're decompressing Easter. It was awesome, it was beautiful. And then the subject of my announcements came up. And my kids told me, Mom, you said if you don't like it, you can leave and never come back. I'm like, I did not say that. Sadly, and you all know this from online, there's video proof. And I was like, oh man, I, d I lost my mind, everybody. I didn't mean it. I'm glad you were brave enough to come back. I hope you like it. If you're watching from home because you're scared, I hope you come back. I can do better. I can, I can do better. And so let me start with this really cool thing that we get to celebrate for Love Lived Here Sunday. I mean, just as we're talking about the cool stuff that God is doing among us. This past week, you noticed probably in the lobby on the way in, we collected items for Vision House and for Cedar Way. And our distribution was on Tuesday, and I got to pack groceries into cars as they streamed through the Cedar Way parking lot. Um, and that pantry is just growing and growing, and the district has decided it's one of the ones that they won't shut down during the summer, which is a really cool thing, and that's a huge credit to what you guys are doing. And then I got home on Thursday and got a text from Christy Huffaker, who made the Vision House delivery for us. And let me just read it for you. It says, delivery complete. I need to pass on the gratitude and tears shed today at the site of Brookview's generosity. When Carrie, who is the Vision House employee, um, saw all that was collected and looked at the bags of green coffee, which is for the Ethiopian families, she put her hands on her heart and began to cry. So then I cried and asked her a few questions about their work here, and she shared with me some of the most beautiful stories, which led to more tears and laughter. 30 minutes later, off we go with cups overflowing. Thank you for the priv privilege of making this delivery. Such a joy to be his hands and feet. I wish I could have recorded Carrie's reaction to share with you. So beautiful. So thank you, thank you, thank you. We will do that once a month, and there's an opportunity to give every month, should you so choose to that, and it's a cool thing we do. Um, also, another cool thing, and you're going to kind of see a picture of our hearts here at Brookview, some of the stories that we get to celebrate together as a part of our past and our future. And one of the ways that we have said, hey, um, who is standing with us is through partnership. And some churches have members. We don't. We have partners because we think that membership says, hey, I, you owe me something. And we don't want to owe you anything because, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we might tell you to leave and never come back. That's not how membership works. You have to please the people that are in your, your club. So we're not a club here. We're a movement. We are a family of people who partner together to do whatever God has in front of us. And so if you're wondering more about Brookview in ways that you could be involved and you want to know what is the structure that goes on around here, how does this thing the church work. Um, we have a class called Partnership, and that is coming up on May 21st. It's on a Saturday for a few hours, and if you are new to Brookview or you've been here a long time and you haven't had a chance to take this class, 
because COVID, am I right? It's been a few years since we've had one. Um, we would love to have you come out for that. And um, the way that you do that is by texting the word partner to the Brookview number, or you go online to the communication card or the connect card, and, and you mark the box that says, I'm interested, and we will give you all the details that you would need for that Saturday morning. If you know you'd like to be a part of the class, but that date doesn't work for you, also let us know, because we like to put you on a list, and we can reach out to you when we have another one as well. I did mention that online connect card, and we love it when you guys fill those out. We love hearing from you guys at home. Josh Canahan, Christy, we see you. We love it when you let us know you're watching. It's so cool. So um, yeah, connect with us. You can leave prayer requests, all that kind of stuff, and we love hearing from you. What a glorious day. It's the Love Lived Here celebration and the Mariners in first place. Six run, eighth inning, let's go. So today is going to be a, a, a little bit different kind of service. Um, three years ago, our church went through a pivotal season. And um, we, we were kind of given the opportunity to make this church building our home, to purchase it. Um, and as I look around the room, I'm like, so many of you were not here three years ago. So this is going to be instructive and inspiring. And as Jen said last week, if you don't like us after this week, you'll never like it here. So leave and never come back. <laughs> so of course, in order to purchase, it, in, in order to purchase the building, we needed to raise money, right? That's how this works. Um, but we didn't want to just buy a building. We wanted God to move. That was the point. We, we want to see lives impacted. We want to see community built. We want to see people come to Jesus and grow in Christ. And we want a, a, like a, a, a missional hub to be able to do ministry in our community and the world beyond. We needed that. So it's always, always, always about people. Our mission here is what? Lived. And so matter, no matter what we're doing around here, it, it should reflect love being lived. So in, in raising money to buy this place, we started to dream actually even bigger. We said, what if, what if we like raised enough money to do other things too? And that was like ridiculous. People were like, you're crazy. We, Jen and I literally had people go, you're crazy. And we're like, no, I think God's going to do something. Uh, but we were like, but we're such a small church. And, and okay. So, <laughs> so as a church family, we just, we prayed like we have never prayed before. We fasted and we prayed for 40 days. Not everybody fasted for 40 days straight. But we, we, as a church, we fasted, we prayed for 40 days, and we just pleaded with God to move among us. And we, we said we would bring the blood, and we wanted God to bring what? The thunder. So we said we would sacrifice, we would pray, we would give, and then we would, that would be the blood, and we would ask the, and God to bring the thunder, to do what only God can do, and to impact lives and change lives and bring people together in community and get the lonely into, into friendship and do crazy things around the world through us. So blood and thunder. We would do what we could do and then cry out to God to do what only he can do. So we did this capital campaign to raise as much money as we could. 
And we called the campaign, what? Love lived here. So after you guys, after being in a church, er, er, after being a church in a school for 12 years, uh, having a home that was like ours with more than like a 12-month lease where we could be kicked out at any time, it was like beyond cool for us. Okay, but we had three main goals for what we would do with the money. The first was to make a down payment and secure a loan for the building. The second was to make sure that we had enough in reserve to, to care for it. And then the third was to increase our ministry capacity. And the third part was the real kicker, increase our ministry capacity. It was never ultimately about a building. It was always about people. And so at the end of the campaign, God sort of blew our minds, right? This little church pledged to give an additional $360,965 that would be above and beyond whatever our normal giving was just to run and keep things moving. So we, we bought the building and we renovated it and it was old. And it had rotten siding next door all, all the way around it. It had broken windows. There was a kid across the street that used to shoot his BB guns at the windows, we found out. <laughs> they were all broken. It had a leaky roof over there. We were having all sorts of water problems. So you guys, we took care of a ton of issues. There was a rodent problem in this building. You didn't, you didn't know that, did you? There was, but it's gone. <laughs> And, and you guys, I could go on and on and on about the things that got fixed up. So it wasn't just about the aesthetics, but it turned out beautiful. And not only did we get this building, we got to hire additional staff. And so we were postured to do so much more ministry. I mean, little did we know that, that we would start a, a micro school in the middle of a pandemic. If we didn't have a building... We couldn't do that. If we, if, we did, if we couldn't hire staff, if we didn't have the financial flexibility to hire staff, we couldn't have done that. But God moved to prepare us for the unimaginable. So it's now been three years, and despite a pandemic and so much uncertainty, you guys, over 85% of what was pledged has come in. That is amazing. That's amazing. So if you have a little bit to go to finish your pledge, and that's your intention to do that, you can still do that. There's still time, absolutely. But today is, is a time to say thank you to all of you who gave. I, I mean, seriously, thank you. Um, God has already used it to do so much in so many ways. But to be honest with you, I think we're just getting started. And I'm tempted to tell you guys all about what I've seen, and then what I see coming. Um, but instead of me talking today, I just, I want to do something really different. I, I, I want you to hear from the rest of the Brookview family. So I want us to think back to where we were three years ago. And then I want us to think about some of what God has done since, since then. So when we did the Love Lived Here campaign in 2019, our, our own resident stud, Tony Ellersick, made a video um, of Brookview people, of sort of, this is, what we're, this is what God has already done and this is what we're hoping for. It was sort of a where we were three years ago, 2019. And then this week, Tony made a follow-up video for stuff that's gone on over the last three years. So now, I just wanna say, the new video is not like all the stories and all that God has done here at all. It's just like a small sampling. 
Um, but what I want us to do this morning is watch the original video and remember where we were, what we were hoping for. And then I want us to think a little bit about how God has moved. And so we will roll right into the updated 2022 version of this thing. So here we go. These two videos combined are about 30 minutes. So sit back, relax, enjoy, and love it. In 2002, we packed up our car and um, our two toddlers and moved from Bellingham down to Muckleteal with the idea that we're going to start a church somewhere in the, in the Alderwood area. We were told when we started Brickview that church planting was really difficult. Um, we were heading into the most unchurched area in the nation and that six out of ten churches wouldn't survive into their fifth birthday. In obedience to him at that time, it didn't feel really scary. It actually was life-giving. It felt like we were about to be on an adventure together, and we were really excited um, about what God might do. We wanted to be a church where marriages would be strengthened because marriage can be hard. Not with you, but marriage can be hard. Um, we wanted to be a church where parents would get the help that they need um, to, to, to raise their kids and love their kids and be connected to their kids. Um, we wanted people that, that feel inadequate or ashamed um, to be set free from that and to recognize that, that, that God, they are loved and um, God cares for them deeply. For people that are far from God and that are running from God, would begin to see how good he is and turn around and start running toward him and running to him. We wanted to be a place where people would discover their gifts. People that, that began to run to God would discover not only that he loved them, but that he's gifted them to do things in this world that are unique to them. And then we wanted to be a church where where we together would come together as a community and we would bring those gifts that we have as individuals and do something together that none of us could do on our own to be able to help the poor and the broken both in our area and in other places in the world. Um, we just had this dream of God doing something and we didn't know how it was gonna go, um, but we sensed that God wanted us to do this thing and to take this step and so we did. being a part of the music ministry here at Brookview and it's for me been a part of my creative outlet. I, I think that um, it wasn't by chance that I had a chance to be here to be a part of a family. At a different point in my life, it was back in 2013 um, where I got married and I decided to go to a different congregation and a different place and I wasn't able to be free. Uh, free to worship or free to be able to use my, my gift. And I couldn't be my whole self. And I can't explain what that really looks like. I can only tell you how it lands for me of when you 
are used to being able to um, be genuine, be you, no mask. That's what Brookview does for me. And even when I came back, still no questions asked. Just love. I truly believe, you know, during that season that I was going through, Jen called me, texted me, saying, hey, you want to come sing sometime? And I promise you it was a nudge that I believe God placed in her heart uh, to come find me home, to come bring me back. So our family did not start out as a typical family. Um, it started out with me dating a teenage mom. It wasn't until James and I attended Brookview together that we got to experience a new group of people who loved Jaden and I and didn't judge us and loved us for who we were. Growing up, my dream was always to be a husband and a father. And I became a husband and a father the day I said I do to Atlas on our wedding day. And I want to make it official to becoming a father to Jaden by adopting him. It was a random Thursday down in downtown Seattle where we went to the courthouse and there were so many people from Brookview uh, that I consider now family who showed up in the courthouse just to be with us during that adoption process. And that will be a day in our lives that we will never forget. We are now a family of five. God has his fingerprints all over our family. Being a part of the Brookview community has helped shape us into the parents that we want to be. They say that it takes a village to raise a family and Brookview is definitely a big part of our village. I feel that God has blessed me with organizational skills and although I use those for my profession, I felt most satisfied when I used them to organize campaigns for Haiti that have built um, water projects for those people in Haiti. I've had the opportunity to travel to Haiti three times and see firsthand how water has transformed those communities. Water seems like a given to, in our lives, in our reality, but in the reality of Haiti, it's not a given. So water really changes the ability to live a healthy life to work um, because you're not spending time gathering water and um, just to live a more productive life and to be able to grow jobs um, through farming projects. So the wells change more than just a handout. The wells change lives. The other Sunday I was doing sound and um, my son, Michael, uh, came to church and I was in the sound booth and I just remember hearing outside everybody, the energy and the love and the, the joyful talk. And, and I just uh, had this strong emotional feeling like, I really want this for him. I want him to be part of this. And uh, God just reminded me how much he wants him to be part of this. And I think that kind of illustrates a lot of what it means to be part of this church is to know that we want people there, but God wants people there more. So. Very, very cool. One of my favorite things to serve at Brookview has been to lead the college life group. I've made some lifelong friends here at Brookview and it will forever be my church home where I met Jesus and learned to walk with Him in my life. One of the things that stood out to me in one of Jason's sermons was 
um, happiness and where to find it. And I think prior to coming to the Lord, I struggled with that a lot. Happiness is something that's promised to you everywhere, and you're constantly searching for it, or I was. And what he said that resonated with me was that in order to be filled up, you have to find a way to pour yourself out. I think in a nutshell, God was able to take a very self-destructive heart and turn it into one that truly loves people. I love this story. I don't know if Jen will like this story, <laughs> but I remember when I first started attending Brookview, I was sort of putting my toe in the water of maybe doing some children's ministry things, but I had all these ideas about, well, I work with kids during the week, so I don't want to do too much kids, and also I'm not good at working with adults, so I need to do something where I don't have to work with adults a lot. And I remember Jen calling me out on that right away. As soon as it came out of my mouth, she said, well, that's ridiculous. And I just, I, I feel like she's been a friend and a mentor to me since that very moment. And I've grown through that. So I just have this unique opportunity of, of working with the volunteers that work with the kids. So when the kids have a great time, that's awesome. But when I hear volunteers saying that they had an incredible morning and, and that they were delighted in what they got to teach the kids, that means something. I know for sure that one day my son will be setting up hospitality in the morning. So all those treats that you get to eat, as soon as he learns not to sneeze on the food, he for sure will be organizing the cups and, and he'll, he'll have joy in doing that. I know it and I know one day my daughter will be coaching soccer camp. I just know it and they have this heart for it and I think that it's wonderful to be in a place that they get to see other people investing in this thing that we do together. It's, it's a very special thing and I know for me, as soon as I stepped out to be involved in what's going on is when I became known and got to know other people. And that was a huge part of becoming a part of what's happening here. So our marriage was rocky from the get-go. Um, we didn't really ever learn how to communicate well. Um, and so we started off marriage that way. And it got to a point where we basically became a separated couple. I was living with my parents and he was living at our house. We finally reached out to our village. Um, Jen and Jason, we asked them for help to try and help counsel us as basically a um, cry for help. If it weren't for the grace of God and for our village at Brookview, we would definitely be divorced. There's no question. We have a family now. We have um, a young son at six months old and two dogs. And we'll probably have some more babies once the dust settles with the first baby, you know. <laughs> All right, um, my whole life I've been a perfectionist. When I grew up, I felt like I had to earn the love and respect of my parents. And this eventually uh, boiled down into how I perceived God as my father. This inevitably led to frustration, disappointment, and shame when I would inevitably fall short. Being in Brookview has really taught me that I'm a divine child of God. And there's nothing that I can do to make him love me any more or any less. And I can't tell you how incredibly freeing this makes me feel. 
Chris and I started going to Berkeley about 15 years ago. We got married shortly after we were going to Berkeley, and a year into our marriage, he was diagnosed with brain cancer. We decided to start a family despite the scary diagnosis. We have two daughters that are three years apart. Cancer took Chris from us in January of 2018. He was 34 and our daughters were nine and six. Chris fought hard and our church family stood by our side, offering prayer nights and meals, childcare, but the most important thing was intentional friendships to me and Chris. Our friends at Brookview loved Chris so well in his final months. They rallied around me while I was his main care provider. Our kids are 10 and 7 now, and they ask hard questions, but their faith is strong. I think their faith is strong because they have a lot of people in their life that's loving them well. Our family looks different now than it used to look, and it looks way different than what I had ever dreamed it would look like. But doing life with Brookview has made all the difference in our faith. So it's been 15 years at Brookview, and we didn't know what to expect. And um, God has done some extraordinary things in people's lives, and that's what's so meaningful to me. It isn't about total numbers of people at church. It isn't about the building or any of that. It's about the stories, and it's about who we are together. And that has just been mind-blowing. And the cool thing to me is I feel like I'm just getting started. We're just getting warmed up in this thing in some ways. And God has positioned us to be able to do so much more. And that's my dream, that we would rally together and that God would fill us with His Spirit and we would pour ourselves out together to do more and, um, and to see lives touched. I am ready. You guys, so we came out of Love Lived Here three years ago, which feels like it was just yesterday on one hand, and on the other hand, it feels like it was a lifetime ago, um, that campaign um, to do all that we wanted to do, and we were doing it. We, we fixed up the building, we, we made the down payment, it's ours, we, we brought on new staff, we had, and stuff was going bananas. If you were with us at that, you remember, it was bananas, but we had just, we, things were booming. Um, and then a couple of months into it, COVID and everything shut down. And we're trying to figure out how do you run a church when you can't gather? But we felt like even in the midst of that, God began to just give ideas for how we could be a community um, where we could be the church, even though it would um, need to look a lot different than it had um, because of our limitations and not being able to gather in person for anything. Here are some cool things though that we got to do together in that season. We put a give or get pantry outside of the double doors at church. We had food packing parties for the Nourishing Network. We handed out meals to families that were at school at Cedar Way. Um, we got to give a woman a full set of dentures um, because her teeth were troublesome. There was an immunocompromised family in our church and um, dad couldn't like dwell with the family because of the nature of his health. And so you guys came together and funded building a garage for 
the family so the dad could could be out there and they could do life again with two kids and a mom and a dad so um, and then one of the craziest things that we did was um, we got to start a micro school where kids who were at home trying to do Zoom school, they got to be together um, at, at church on site. We hired a teacher to oversee it and we called it The Village. And so um, the rest of this video is just gonna be um, some stories. Absolutely, and I wish we could tell you guys all of it. This is just a couple of highlights, so here we go. I think it was like my senior year is when I started, or like met people who brought me to Brookview. Kind of just like started there as a non-believer and then accepted Christ in my life as a senior in high school. Right after I ended up moving to Arizona to go to Grand Canyon University and do my college studies there. I was student teaching, I was doing an eighth grade um, math class and COVID happened. And so like that was like the abrupt end of my college like that's how it ended. And there was no graduation or anything like that. Um, but at that point, I mean, I didn't really have like a church or like a group of like Christ followers to like be friends of. Um, and so it was it was feeling pretty isolated down there. So then Keller and Kate came, came down to visit me, which was like super cool. It took advantage of everybody's half time off, so you might as well, right? So um, that kind of just made me make the decision to pack my bags up and move up to Washington. So I ended up coming back to Brookview to just kind of like, like put my faith in a direction and just kind of like let God take the reins and just take the whatever next step I needed to do to um, get closer in that way. After I kept saying a, a series of yeses into just like deepening my own faith, the Huguenots kind of just like talked to me about, hey, you're a teacher, here's a teaching opportunity. Um, we're gonna call it the village. And so they were saying, we just wanna open up like our facility so that kids can come and learn together in a community environment in a safe way um, to build community and get their work done and also like just relieve some some stress for a lot of families. I felt like God was involved in the village in both the, the ways of one in my life and then two in the ways of others and the one in my life is like I feel like God was just like moving me towards a relationship with other people um, in the way that is thinking about others. And so I think that was just like super huge for me in like growing my own faith. And then there's also a supporting family of a whole bunch of volunteers like pouring into it that it really felt like God was moving in so many different ways that like the impact for I think all those kids and for the families was like, oh yeah, God's here, like he's real, you know? So at the end of the year, we just had a whiteboard out and I kind of just led the conversation. It was like, hey, if we were to do a celebration, what would it look like? And um, what they ended up describing was literally their school carnival. Like they were like, that's exactly what they wanted. They just wanted their school carnival at the church. And I thought that was so cool. So I was like, why not? Like, let's make it happen. Just that end of the year really summed up what the village was was everybody coming together just like it had been over the whole school year and then just making something really cool happen for not just for themselves but for other people before taking the village opportunity i had a job offer at the boys and girls club to be a program director and it, although it was a better offer like i feel like that was kind of what pushed me into moving to stepping onto staff at brookview and just see what love live like is and like act on it too so super cool
My name is Kendra Rodriguez and my family consists of my husband Sergio and we've got three kids, Enzo and our twins Viviana and Araceli. So at the beginning of COVID for my family, as I'm sure it was for most families, it was insane and we didn't really know how we were going to get through even the day-to-day. -day. I heard about the village through, um, well I was watching online at that point, we were watching the services at home. Uh, it didn't take too long for us to be all on board with it because we just, we knew that if we could farm our kids out just for a little bit so that we knew we would have some structure and some time that we could really focus on our work so that the other days when we were with the kids we could really focus on helping them. Um, that seemed like a no-brainer for us. I think what the village meant for us, especially like while, during while it was going on, was just a community. Um, my kids are very social and for them to be cut off from their friends at school I mean, that's what gets them to school in the morning, is the social piece. For them not to have that to look forward to, it was pretty grim. And so the village provided us that sense of community once again, and they were able to make new friends and know that they would have opportunities in the day to connect and have fun and not just do the chores of schoolwork. Um, for me, I would just like do Zoom in my bed and it would suck. But like with the routine where you can like have other kids working in the same room is like better and it's better than just being lazy and in your bed just like crying because you don't want to have to do school on a computer. And I feel like being with other people is more fun than just being alone. Um. Doing boring online school yes i liked being with trevor because he is very funny and he is cool <laughs> hi i'm christy huffaker i'm shane huffaker and we have two kiddos tyler and mackenzie they're 10 and 7. So what brought us to Brookview is we just moved to Briar in 2019 and we were looking for a new church. So one morning we woke up and I was like, let's go check it out. We walked in the door, we felt just an instant ease and comfort being at Brookview. It was just like walking into someone's living room. It was just so comforting. And, and uh, then the next two weeks, COVID hit and no more church. So within getting to come to church for two times only in person and then no more church service, then, um, you know, thankfully you guys switched to pirouetting to online groups and then that was our way to connect. So we joined that. So some other ways that we've been able to get involved is um, when Emily, Emily Callan reached out to the church and she was asking for help to um, basically turn her garage into a room for her husband. Um, but then after that project, then Brookview reached out and they're like, hey, do you want to be on the maintenance team and, and kind of lead that? And so getting into that also kind of got me deeper in with some more of the guys at the church. I also wanted to speak to the fact that um, like the opportunities to serve at Brookview are just 
from A to Z. Like there was something that fit everybody's gift and like to see the body of Christ be pulled together so beautifully and it's just, it's just, it is, it's the body of Christ working together in all their different gifts. Since we've started coming here, if, if we hadn't have been coming here, it would have been like we're missing out on family that we just never would have known unless we came. And now we have this like, it's like a second family. Um, on Sunday we had a birthday party for my daughter and I was walking around the house and I was kind of shuffling, you know, around as you do at a birthday party. And so I'm walking from the kitchen and I'm walking to the living room and I looked around and I had this moment where I was just overwhelmed by God's faithfulness in how he answered a prayer for our family to belong in a community. So all of the people that were at my daughter's birthday party and that were in our home, that were just filling our home with love and laughter and joy, uh, I just, I would not have known them. I didn't know one single person two years ago. So that is the depth of the friendship, that's the depth of the love, the depth of the community that um, has been brought into our family's life since we came to Brookview. And it was just an overwhelming moment of gratitude. Okay, um, Kim and Mary Halverson. Um, we... Been coming for about two and a half years. We uh, live about a mile away and would drive by frequently. It was going to be Christmas time. The holidays and there was a big you know the big push the big problem you know, we, we should be going to church you know so that's why that was the decision we made it was it was perfect timing <laughs> so. yes because it was several months before COVID hit and we came in and people were welcoming very welcoming <laughs> more than any other church we'd ever tried uh, or even the one we attended we both have health uh, issues I have MS um, diagnosed 30 some odd years ago and, and fortunately uh, it was not a disabling event. When we started finding Brookview, uh, things started happening uh, with both of our health and just the challenges I faced, we faced uh, in uh, navigating through that was um, was pretty insurmountable. The, the COVID, that just added, you know, a, a tremendous um, strain on, on relationships and um, loneliness. Uh, and then to be able to find a safe place um, was incredibly uh, important at the time. I don't know if we would have joined a home group as soon as we had. Uh, <laughs> three months after or three, four months after we had started coming because we weren't ready to start back full-time into a church and all the activities like we had at our other church. And so having it go to Zoom, which was a safer thing, you know, we can stay in our pajamas and we don't have to leave the house, uh, was very, very helpful because we still could get fed and still have form friendships. If we hadn't found Brookview, I think it would have been harder for me to see what was happening to our nation and the turmoil and the anger and the divisions uh, to not be totally disheartened and just to feel so depressed in addition to what was happening with COVID. Um, having Brookview and the relationships and with other people like-minded, then I don't feel so depressed and, and negative about things. 
I was getting to feel pretty negative about things. If we hadn't found Brookview, there would definitely be a, um, a hole. A, it would have been very, very depressing. I don't, I don't really know what we could... I don't even, I don't even want to, <laughs> I don't even want to think about it to, uh, to, to dwell on it because it, uh, because it was there. Wow, you guys, it has been quite a ride over these last couple of years and God has worked in so many different people's lives in so many different ways. It's, it's kind of mind blowing to me. Um, and so as we sort of come out the other side of COVID at, at the same time that we're finishing up the Love Lived Here campaign, I'm just amazed at where we're at as a church family. Um, I'm blown away at the way that you guys have been willing to be flexible and pivot and do whatever is, is needed to, to stay in relationship together and keep growing in Christ and keep serving our community and the world beyond. And I feel like this last season has kind of been like, like Paul talks about, the refiner's fire. Like we have, we have been refined, we've been sifted um, as Christians in our culture, but, but as, as a church, as a church family of Brookview. And I feel like we are, we're stronger, we're deeper, we're more mature, and we're more ready to have an impact in, in our culture. But whatever this next season holds, man, I feel like we're, we're ready. God has equipped us and grown us, and as a church, we're ready for it. And I'm, I'm so excited about it. We're just ready for more stories. Amen. <laughs> Thanks for doing that, dude. The guy makes wild hunting videos and those. <laughs> so, a uh, couple of, one last thing, uh, but before I get to that, I just want to say, um, as Jen mentioned earlier, we have the partnership class coming up in May, and so um, if you're interested in finding out more about how this church works and, and how to link arms with other people and be a part of the community, that's what that's for. And uh, again, the whole point of it is is just to figure out what are we doing and how can we do it together really well? That's, that's it. And so if you're interested in that, that's coming up. And I would encourage you to just sign up for that. Very last thing here before we get to some worship is um, I want to give you an update from our board. And so I want to invite those that are on the board to come on up here. And um, yeah, yeah, sure. Clap for them. And here's what I'll tell you, uh, being on a church board in the middle of a global pandemic and social injustice and a political election cycle that was more divisive than anything I could ever imagine, being on a board of a church in that season is crazy. And um, we had to meet on Zoom most of the time because there was always somebody that either had COVID or was living with somebody that had COVID or had heard the word COVID. <laughs> And, um, and, and, and these guys figured it out and we did it. And what, what I will tell you is, you know, this church is not just led by Jen and I or Jen and I and Trevor, or it is, it is governed and led and, and, and directed by a board of people that love you guys, love the community of Brookview and are really listening to God together to figure out where would God have us go. 
So um, I am so, so thankful for these guys. We have one more that's not here today because of COVID. Um, and so uh, Chris Treefry. So let me introduce these guys, Jane Davis, and, and we got Brian Durr, and we got Tony Ellersick and Janet Vickers, and then we have Chris Treefry, who's also on the board. Um, and he's going to actually, as we, I want to lay out for you guys, kind of where are things at financially? You know, it's been three years of pandemic. Oh my gosh, what happened? Are we, are we about to be evicted or, or you know, is the bank going to repo us or what? Where are we at? So um, Chris is going to explain that. And then I'm going to have each of these guys just tell you real briefly um, what they're encouraged about these days. So let's roll Chris. This is epic. Let's roll Chris. <laughs> Good morning, Brookview family and guests. My name is Chris Trefry, and I am one of your board members that is super excited to actually share with you our board report today. So the 2021-2022 Brookview Giving Target versus Actual. So this is what we look at a board every single month to see if our giving targets are uh, actually being hit or if we're above or below them. And so Right now, just so you guys know, we're in the 2021-2022 fiscal year, which actually runs June 2021 of May 2022. And our budget this year in our fiscal year is $323,000. Our actual giving that we've seen so far to date is $281,000. And so you can see that on this green line on the graph. So that green line represents our 2021-2022 giving. And that's compared to the reddish purple line, which is 2020-21 giving, and our blue line, which is our target giving uh, for 2021-2022. So the big things to note is that we are above our target and above giving from last year. So we're doing an amazing job uh, at giving here at Brookview Church. And this is just through month 10, which is March 2022. So we actually have two more months, April and May, in this fiscal year. And uh, so we'll be tracking that for the rest of this year as well. The other thing that we're going to be talking about is Love Lived Here. So some of you may not know what Love Lived Here is. So what were the main goals of this campaign? So there were three things that we raised money to do, and they were prioritized in the following order. First, we wanted to secure a loan for the purchase of this building. Second, we wanted to create a reserve fund so that we could actually maintain and improve the building. And third, we wanted to increase our ministry capacity. So... With our Love Liver Here campaign, it was actually 37 months. It was a three-year pledge total, and we were shooting for $360,000. And where we should be right now is that $360,000 since we are at the end of the 37-month the campaign. And where we actually are is at $307,000. Now, there are some funds still coming in. And so if you guys haven't got all of your Love Lived Here money uh, that you pledged in, there is still time to do that. Um, so that number will be updated throughout the next month as we uh, close out um, that chapter and uh, just move to regular giving. What are we planning to do with any leftover money from the Love Lived Here campaign? Um, there's so many things that we could do, but one of the things that we really feel God is putting on our hearts is to make Brookview more accessible. So that can come in a variety of different ways, but some of the projects that we're looking at are creating some more accessible parking and also uh, adding potentially some wheelchair ramps as well as maybe a, a wheelchair lift for the lower building just so that we can make sure that all of our buildings are as accessible as possible. So Love Lived Here campaign is over, but the giving doesn't have to be. So you can go to brookviewchurch.com and click on give. 
that'll bring up this screen, which tells a little bit why we think that giving is so important. So that's the end of my presentation of the board report. I just want to thank everyone again for uh, attending Berkeley Church and what a great church this is. And it's great to be on the board of such a wonderful church with the leadership that we have with Jen and Jason and Trevor and um, just all of the volunteers and all the exciting things that we get to do uh, on a month to month basis because of all the giving and all the support and all the volunteering that you all do. Whoa. Chris, we're sad you're not here. Um, it looks really warm where you are. So that's pretty awesome. So I just, I just wanted you to hear a little bit from these guys. And um, I told you 30 seconds, you can have maybe a minute or two each because we're doing, we're doing really well on time. Um, but I asked them just to share, what are they encouraged about? What are they seeing right now? What are they encouraged about? <laughs> give, it to, give it to Jane. But we'll, we'll actually, is, is it on, Jen? We're good to go? Okay. But we'll, let's start with Chris, and then we'll just kind of go, go around this way. So let's fire. Chris has something to say first, and we get to hear from that tropical man once again. When I think of Berkview these days, and uh, what encourages me about it is seeing all the people that are so excited to serve in all the different ministries at Brookview, whether it be in the children's ministry or the youth group or, um, you know, all the Sunday services, um, you know, the, the video team and uh, the sound team and uh, the amazing artists that, uh, you know, lead worship each and every week. Um, just to see everybody's gifts and abilities on display and uh, to have all those gifts and abilities that they were blessed with sharing with us uh, is just truly an amazing thing. And um, I love seeing all of that come together on Sunday services, um, but I love seeing everything that we do in the community, um, you know, each week, uh, whether it be Cedar Way or Nursing Network or Vision House, um, just the way that we come together and serve our community um, and serve all the needs of the church uh, in order to spread God's love, grace, and mercy. Uh, it's just amazing. Well, I'm Jane Davis, and I love that how last week Jason said we'd have eight seconds. And then this morning was 30, and now it's a minute. So I'm prepared for about 30. Um, one of the things that I've really grown to know being on the board the last few months is um, that Jan Jen and Jason's heart is in and all through even the admin stuff of this stuff. It's not just the church building. It's not just kids program. It's every single one of us um, and that their hearts are in it. And I love to see that they brought Trevor in and his heart is in it and, and within his teaching and leading of those youth. And um, I'm grateful for that. Thank you for the privilege. Hello, I'm Brian Durr. Uh, one of the things that's been really encouraging to me, and it kind of spans over the last two years, is the unity that I've seen here. Like, the last couple of years have been pretty crazy, and a lot of divisive stuff going on in our world, in our culture, and we stuck by each other, and we helped each other, and we supported each other, and that really uh, brings a smile to my face. I also really love the generosity that I've been seeing, too. Like, all the uh, food giving and all that sort of stuff, and the, the work, ah, it, it's awesome. 
I, <laughs> awkward transitions. Um, I'm Janet Vickers, and uh, I am so inspired by how our life groups and our ID groups have been growing. I personally have benefited from them over the years. I get to meet each week, especially over this past season, with an incredible group of women, and they really invest in me, and I get to invest in them, and it's been awesome. I also am so thankful and inspired by how the youth group is really growing and maturing. I have a seventh grader, <laughs> and um, just to see how both Rebecca and Trevor invest in these kids, it's an incredible group of kids who might not come together otherwise, and it's been really, really neat to see community. All right, I'm going last. <laughs> because my uh, board term is up now. So I got to start my board term at the beginning of Love to Live Here and then see through the campaign and all the craziness going on, which was awesome. And then COVID, and then how do we, what are we doing? I don't know. <laughs> Sweet. So figuring all that out. And then on the other end, where we're at now, so it's like, I've, I, it's a pretty cool road to be on um, when serving on a board. So it has been an honor to do it. Um, what I have really, what it has been impactful for me and uh, our, my family, Rebecca, um, is that with, when COVID happened, it's like we had a home and a home base and kind of like our, this is what life should be about and here's the important things and what Jason really hammered on in our hearts too is like all the division and every which way you can go with all the stuff going on the preaching of well Jesus and so let's put what's most important before all these things in order for us to make decisions and without that holy smokes Rebecca and I might have really got divorced I don't know we'll but so that has been amazing for us. And if we didn't have Brookview in that time and, and your teaching and all just the love with our families, it would have been very bad. <laughs> so very thankful. And um, I'm going to pray to close us out. And so I'll ask the worship team to come up here and get ready as well. Lord, thank you uh, so much for this church family and um, just all the cool stories that we have lived through and that we have gotten to see and uh, just excited for the stories to come. And um, it's just so clear um, and potent, your presence within this family and this church. And so I just pray as we move forward and as we come out of this Loved Lived Here season that, um, that we would just continue to see your thunder and um, we're excited to watch all the cool things that you will be doing through this church family. Uh, we love you, Lord. It's in your name we pray. Amen.